You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Welcome. This is Crystal Iram here. I'm with my husband, Kobe. Hello. And we are here today with Rebecca Ives Rubin and Brandon Marshall. Um, And I'll let them say more about themselves. I'm super, super excited for this conversation. Uh, And I'll just give everyone a minute to get situated and then we'll dive in. I'm Rebecca. I am a marketing coach. And Brandon, I'll let you introduce yourself. I'm Brandon. I'm a spiritual smartass. But I (laughs) help people with marketing and showing up fully online. Okay. Awesome. We met on Facebook. Yeah. From marketing. From like our marketing is how we connected. Okay. So let's just start there. Why don't you guys start by giving, (laughs) what's, what's the origin story? How did this even come about this whole situation? Do you want to start? I was, I was doing all the sharing. I shared. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We met, I, I believe we met in a Facebook group. Yes. That we eventually got kicked out of. But uh, <laughs> that was my fault. I was a little like feisty to the admin, and then he like, <laughs> like it was my knight in shining armor and yeah. got us both kicked out, basically. <laughs> really? Wait, first of all, what Facebook group was this? I prefer not to say. Okay. I, I would prefer not Brandon to was ready to say. Okay. Like so what was the exchange that got you kicked out where Brandon came to uh um I just felt like she was being really annoying and, and she was <laughs> telling everybody that there was no reason to hire other coaches because she was the best coach and I just uh, wrote this thing yeah, like, like a, yeah. this is so off and I, just, <laughs> I don't know I was like in a mood and like Brandon was like you know what she said. <laughs> okay, cool. I was like after we were already yeah we were we were point, dating at that so. point. This was this kind of like a long process, really, because um, we became Facebook friends. How much of the story should, I, should we tell the whole story or all of it? We 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 became Facebook friends, and you interacted with me a little bit. And she first asked me out to coffee, but I had a lot of shit going on in my life. Um, so I broke all of Crystal's rules, but <laughs> I think my energy was right. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, yeah. But yeah, I asked him out and he basically like kind of blew me off. I mean, not really. Yeah. He was like, oh yeah, we should totally get coffee. And then we just, I never heard from him, but he would like yeah. watch my live streams and I would watch his. And so. Yeah. Like I would, I was just coming off of a breakup in September and this happened in like January and then my mom passed away and I was moving. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I think that's a good indicator 
even with like with business and relationships, like the other person, you never know what could be going on in their life. And right. sometimes you get so like into like what's going on for us or like, did that person reject me or did this happen when the other person could have like a million things going on at once. Yeah. So we were Facebook friends and. And I knew like I, the first, I saw a post of his in this group that we both got picked out of. <laughs> <laughs> And I just felt a jolt, like, like, I know you, I've met you before. Like you feel so familiar. Like that was kind of the feeling. You were on my C first list. (laughs) Anyway, his writing really spoke to me and it felt like me. Like, I don't know. I don't, it's, you know, I'm a very particular person and I do a very particular thing on the internet and I had yet to find a male version of me kind of. And so I was intrigued. I think I sent him a friend request and then, yeah, but he, and then we like messaged a little bit like, Oh cool. You live in the area, whatever. And then, um, but he, he kind of like wasn't into, into meeting up at that point because he had just gotten through a breakup and his mother was in the hospital. A lot of things were going on. And then, um, we bumbled. We matched on Bumble like months later. <laughs> Wait, pause. Pause for a second. Pause. Pause. Okay. Um, pause. We got we to gotta, like slow down because, uh, you know, this is going to be for my podcast. So for my listeners, I want to give a little bit of context um, because I know Rebecca. Rebecca was my coach. I joined her signature program, Content Queen. Was that last year? Two years ago? I, yeah. I think it was two years ago. Yeah. Um, and so when Rebecca says that she met someone who was sort of like doing what she did. So Rebecca's program was a coaching program, but it was really about like getting you to just like unleash your like truths online and like be more real with your content and more vulnerable and more open. And you know, when I first connected with her, she's an incredible writer. So I had um, copy, she calls it copy sparkler. You used to call them copy sparkler, just these one-off sessions to work on copywriting. And so I'd have, I'd had a couple of sessions with her and she'd mentioned this program. And I was like, no, 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 I don't need that. And I kept like coming back to it and I was like, I don't need to buy another program. Like I really, I really like shouldn't do this, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't not. I was really drawn to it. And so I ended up joining this program and it was really incredible for me. You know, and it's interesting for me sort of looking at my whole journey because it's like, on the one hand, I'm sort of like, I wish I'd had it after I made my pivot into love and relationship coaching because I feel like this is so much more like true to who I am. But on the other hand, it's like everything's working out perfectly, blah, blah, blah. It was an amazing program. But, you know, I do have a very sort of like uh, specific in some ways approach to like dating and relationships, because I had like, I manifested Kobe, like very, very deliberately, but he's, he didn't, he's like manifesting. (laughs) He's still, he like calls me a witch sometimes. (laughs) Like the first time. (laughs) (laughs) So he so was not, but actually part of the reason that I did want to talk to you is because I know that some of the things that I've said have triggered you because you're in this really happy, wonderful relationship now. And you didn't like do it the right way, you know, as if there's one way. When you understand energy, I did, right? So when you are an energetic match to what you want and you're in your most authentic unblocked state, it comes in with ease and it doesn't matter if it's your dream apartment or partner or car Mm -hmm. or 
community or launch. Like it's just, so from an energetic perspective, I was very aligned with exactly. Exactly. Happened, but like perhaps on the physical, like that it's, yeah. Right. No, that's perfect. And I'm really happy that you said that because I think that's like an important thing for people to understand. It's like anyone who's giving you a certain set of rules. It's like the rules are about like giving you a back entrance, basically. It's about helping you get into alignment because when you're right, when you're in alignment, like, and also like you can't really mess it up with your person. But if you're out of alignment, if you're in a place of insecurity, if you're really needy, it's like you can mess it up with a lot of other really awesome people <laughs> like, before you get here. I have a lot of people, like I used to follow, I've read all the books, like all the, I've read the rules and why men love bitches. And, like, you know, <laughs> and so I know all that shit, not shit. It's really, it can be very helpful. And I remember in my early twenties, like I was very, like I did everything right, but I felt perpetually like either I was in relationships where I didn't have that spark or I, you know, I had a lot of like three monthers. Do you know what I mean? Right. A lot of those like 90 days and Brandon's more like long-term relationships, whatever. But I had a lot of like 90 days, like, and then just not the right person or at Peter's right. reason. So yeah. Right. See, but it's like, it can come from anywhere. Cause babe, how many serious relationships did you have before me? You have to speak because it's from zero. <laughs> <laughs> I had zero. Wow. Seriously. When he, what did Don say when you told him that you had met someone about like a donkey or something? The white donkey? <laughs> there was like some, like some phrase he used that was basically like the second coming. It's going. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> I do. I do. Um, yeah, I was never, ever a serious relationship guy. I think my longest relationship was probably like two months, something like that. Um, but yeah. Two months. And how long were we engaged after we started dating? <laughs> how long were we engaged? How long? Or how long until we were engaged? Yeah. We started dating. We started, we were official in October mm-hmm. and got engaged January 15th. Mm-hmm. So, so it's pretty like, short. yeah, I'm happy that you guys, I want to get like the timeline of how things unfolded with you and like your actual story, because I think it's like worth pointing out to people and understanding that like, there is no, like, there's no one right way. And it's like, as much as I can say, like, this is how you should do it. It's like, do whatever the fuck works for you. <laughs> like, so take it all with a grain of salt. Like you have to take what serves you and like leave everything else. But yeah, I want you to like break down the timeline a little bit. Cause I remember you mentioning that you connected on Bumble. So like give the, give the scoop. We became Facebook friends, December, 2017. Right after I had a weird like breakup and like the next day we, I like came across him. It was like, like, Oh my God, I'm so done with this. Like cut done. And like, no, and then the next day I like saw his face. Um, Wait, I have a question. Was that um was that it was it like a was it a relationship that had been going really well and then fell apart, or was it sort of like one of those <laughs> 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 you want to hear the story? Should we just do whatever you like? Express whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, I had met a dude in a coaching program and we were in a long distance thing and it was right after I'd broken up with someone. So 
didn't really like the attention, whatever, but he lived in LA and I had just gone to LA for, for, to see friends and whatever, but also to see him. And then it basically, I mean, it was something crazy. He like told me he was with his kids and then he basically lied and he was like, just kidding. I just became official with another girl. Like what? <laughs> it was crazy. It was like a crazy thing. We were like, Oh my God, like done, you know? And then he was like all shocked that I didn't want to be friends and I just cut him off. But like when somebody shows you who they are, you know, you just don't talk to them. That's crazy. How I am. And then I came to Brandon and that's it, but it was a while to leave. So I I was going through my own things (laughs) in this, uh, this, I, I would say it was like February 15th or so when I was like fully open to dating. Like before then, I might have right been. After Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, because I, I actually like, I have a year now <laughs> till Valentine's Day. No, <laughs> it, it wasn't necessarily about. Val- there was a Valentine's Day offer that I did, like through this energetic <laughs> program, but it wasn't really Valentine's Day that was hitting me. I don't think. I, at least I like to deny it. But um, <laughs> but that's when I really felt open to like seriously dating again, and then some months went by and then may 3rd or something we went on our first date yeah, it's been like a year yeah. since our first we just realized so oh. so like in the span of matching on bumble and then going on our first date it was pretty um it was a short time span um she gave that extra nudge on bumble like we I were did. talking a little bit and she's like why don't we go out for coffee and I, i'm like i'm telling you right, I was let's like, go. Just like yeah. I, i'm kind of like let's get to the point i don't like long but I will say this, it wouldn't it probably wouldn't have worked if if you were always initiating dates where it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Like I think it's good for a woman to express that she's interested, but if she's like drag like dragging the man the entire time, then I can see that as being a problem. Well, I will say that after our first date, like I didn't really initiate. Yeah. I definitely think it's important for the man to be able to keep it going and keep asking like for yeah, like initial totally. creating the plans. Like yeah. you'd probably be annoyed if you had to create every single plan. No, I don't like yeah. to do that. But I, I do think from his perspective, yes, he was going through emotional life stuff, but also we kind of had this like peer relationship. And I'm really like feisty and open as, you know. Oh yeah, you were, and you were in like a feisty content. I think male coaches, like it's actually good to not be like, you know, overly flirtatious to other people in your industry. You know what I'm saying? And so I felt like I was, and my friend was like, oh my God, Rebecca, he's going to be so into you. Ask him out. And I was like, all right, what the fuck? You know, sorry to curse on your thing. But um, so I think (laughs) that like, that's another thing. Like there are certain environments where it's like, I wouldn't want to be dating a guy who is aggressively flirting with female coaches all over the internet. Like that's actually not something I wanted. So that's good. I think that's really good. <laughs> I want the guy who flirts with everyone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Could be LA all over. You know? <laughs> I, I, I think that that's a really good point because, you know, there's something to be said for a man sort of like stepping up. But I think especially for men that want to be respectful or are like, it's hard to like, just like be like, you don't want to hit on someone, especially if there's zero opening. Like I try to tell women that like, you can make an opening, whether that's like 
it doesn't have to get so like nitpicky where you're like, I can never start a conversation with a man or like I will be doomed to be a Spencer forever. Like, I think it can get very like, I, I don't know. I keep making a fist because it just feels very like contracted and like stressful. Like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be so like uh, calculated. Yeah. Like you can smile at him or you can wave at him or you can give him a flirt or whatever it is that you do to start a conversation on bump. Like, Oh wait, girls have to start the conversation. You can say hi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also guys in general need a nut, you know, <laughs> <laughs> anyone who's not like going and flirting with every girl he meets or whatever it is a lot of guys just need that kind of it's okay to come flirt with me it's okay to come hit on me yeah. type of thing and i also I, think it's, it's like whatever your personality is like i'm pretty like outgoing and so i start i you know i flirt with girls do you know what i'm saying like i'll just yeah. like talk to people so it doesn't it didn't feel that weird yeah. do you know what i mean like if there was a female coach who lived in DC that I just came across that I was like, right. oh, you're so interesting. I would ask her to coffee. So it wasn't so like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm like loud on the internet, but in person, I'm really laid back. It's just like, yeah. I just, yeah. So Rebecca, did you, were you like consciously, like, did you do anything to manifest? Like, were you thinking like, I'm ready for a relationship and like getting clarity around that or doing anything? Like, I, kind of. I was very focused on work. Like you have old journaling entries. Oh yeah. I mean, I've been manifesting my soulmate since I was 11. Right. So like, yes, there were <laughs> it wasn't like an active focus. I was on an app, but I even went on one of his live streams and I was like, I'm so done with the DC dating scene. Like whatever. This was before we like, I, I don't know. It was just whatever. I was so like, I think I was, there was some guy that I met at a bar and we'd like meet up for drinks every so often. I don't really like, like him that much. And then there was this very eager Uber driver that came <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, it's like when you're not really focused on it, you kind of like an eager say no to the people who are like a clear no. And then you're kind of, I was I'm sitting, 30, I, I was what 30 uh, years old. Like, of course I'm looking right. But not, you know, I was, kind of focus I was intentionally sense. sitting back so the DC dating scene would wear down your patience. <laughs> <laughs> I was at, waiting for the perfect moment. I did not manifest it like I, like an intentional Rebecca. Like there was no crystal grid. There was no, but there was like over a decade of like intention setting and whatever. But honestly, like this sounds weird, but like my first love is like my purpose and my business. And it's, it's, gives me a lot of joy and meaning and fulfillment. Yeah. And so it felt like, like, Ooh, I definitely want that, but not, it just wasn't like front and center on my mind. That's a good energy say. to be in because it's, it's not like you're like, Oh, I must have this in this amount of time. And it needs to happen now. Now, now. I wasn't, like I wasn't there. Relax. Yeah. I wouldn't have hired a dating coach at that point. I would have kept hiring business coaches. If, if that shows you like where my right. priorities were. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do think there's a lot to be said for like the neediness is like suffocating. And, you know, I feel like the universe was really doing me a huge favor. Cause when I met Kobe, I didn't like, I didn't see him and was like, Oh, that's the one. I was just like, all right, whatever. Who the like, hell's this guy? <laughs> yeah. I was like open to him, but then like he, we didn't live in the same place. And so I was just like, this isn't going to be a thing. Yeah. And I can like see how that really served me because it wasn't like, oh, I need to make this work. It was just like, bro, why do you keep calling me? 
And then he really had a lot of space to like, (laughs) like he really had to pursue me and not in like an overly aggressive way. I was very receptive and I liked him and I was happy to hear from him, but I was just like, I don't see how this is going to be. So when I met her, I was on vacation. So I was like, Oh yeah. She was like, Oh, you want to meet for 8am breakfast? I was like, yeah, I'll call your bluff. (laughs) (laughs) And the day before he had to go to work the next morning. I was like, I'll have to be out of his house in the morning. Anyway, I'll meet you. I mean, <laughs> challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's like a, when you're, and so, you know, for, because here's another thing that I hear from a lot of like my clients and students is they'll feel like, you know, because like they look at their career or their business or whatever they're doing as if that is going to be uh, a liability with a partner. Mm. But like, I mean, Brandon, you speak on this, like, like when you, when you met, I mean, I don't want to talk about other women, but like when you met, like knowing Rebecca and like how much she does care about her business and how ambitious she is and like how it's like an important part of who she is in her life. Like how much of a turnoff was that? It's a turnoff. It was, it was amazing for us because I had someone who understood the transitions I was making in my life and we got each other's work. And plus our first date got to be on a Monday where we just kind of lost track of time and it was six hours. So that was a plus. But yeah, like I've been in relationships where we go on vacation and it was like, why don't you close your laptop and stop working? Why do you got to do a live stream here? It's like, well, I That's enjoy. Like my vocabulary. Yeah, now we, we accept. And I think you probably had the same experiences on some level. Um, but now it's like, if she has an idea and she's writing a post, like we have that understanding between each other. It's like, okay, do your thing, write your powerful content and vice versa. And I think it's awesome to have two people that understand each other and two people in their purpose and like the similar type of purpose too. I think yeah. it's pretty cool. <laughs> no, it's just funny that Brent, Brandon talks about it, you know, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a coach. She's a coach. We have to suddenly like, do live streams and stuff like that. I look at even, you know, my brother, he's, he's a lawyer. My uncle, who's a lawyer, like they, even when they go on vacation, like they're working, even they have to have a traditional, you know, nine to five and they don't have to go live and they don't have to write posts. Like, they're working 24 seven. If there's a deal to close, it doesn't matter. I remember we went on like a family vacation for three days. My brother was on the phone the entire three days, writing emails, signing contracts. Like we didn't see him. Wow. You know, like no one gives him, you know, shit about that. So Brandon, initially when you guys were talking, you were not quite in the headspace to to date, to be in a relationship. Yeah. Like I thought I thought Rebecca was cool. <laughs> and like I, I there was an attraction there, but it was like, I don't know, I was so concerned about releasing like the pain from my old relationship and then like with my mother and like all this stuff was going on. So it's a lot of bandwidth was being taken up. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. But so what was it when, you, so when you went out with her, were you just like, well, this isn't going to be a relationship. Like what made you even willing to sort of. I, oh, by that time I was excited to go on, like go on a date. And there was a little bit of, I guess a tiny bit of uncertainty of like, is this a date? But I was approaching it as if it was a date. Like, and I think you might have been kind of wondering. Like, I, I wonder like, if he's into me. I was um, like, "This is networking, but my hair needs to look good." <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> and, and I was thinking in my mind, I was like, "How do I turn coffee into a date?" Because coffee seems very networky. 
And I just like had that plan of like, okay, we'll get coffee and then we'll go for a walk or something. But actually you initiated that. Like you're like, let's go for a walk. Because I think your patience of being in one place at one time is less than mine. I also think in the beginning, I was very like professional, Rebecca. And as the day went on, I kind of like loosened up into like a more vulnerable, open, you know, like date type Rebecca. Like I feel like sometimes when I first meet people, I can kind of go into like, hi, how are you? Tell me all about (laughs) yourself. Like into my like professional, very like confident, but not terribly vulnerable. Do you know what I'm saying? And I... Yeah, like kind of like owning the conversation. He calls it director Rebecca. <laughs> director Rebecca. Um, but then your, because we're talking about like last May that you met. You're living together now. So yeah. I mean, and I know you guys sort of like were together pretty quickly. So like, how was it able? Like, how did it progress from we're maybe networking, maybe going on a date to like we're in a committed relationship and like. So I think, I think it went like, most of the times you might send me a text and then I'm like, Hey, when are we going out next? And we went out once a week and somehow Saturday ended up being our date night. So I would drive up to DC, down to DC. Um, yeah. He always came to me. It was very sweet. Yeah. You came to Baltimore once, once but then you did, like six we, we've made a clear decision that you like it when I come to DC yeah. and I was, I was cool <laughs> with that because I was in the process of moving and everything. So I was like, it's like, okay, I'm cool with coming to DC. And um, yeah, we went on weekly dates. And I think by the, by the third date, that's when I told you, like, just randomly, I stopped looking on dating apps. Yeah. That you like had to turn, like turn off all your apps or whatever. Yeah. Was that just offered as like information? Like, just like was, you- I don't know. It just came up for me and I was like yeah I don't feel like the distraction or anything so I decided you to said all my attention is on you yeah oh that, that sounds better and then shortly after I guess by the fourth or fifth date that's when we were in a relationship it was um you brought it up I think I was like am I your girlfriend it's like <laughs> we can do that yeah, and then I was like are you sure and then you were like I'm a full body yes or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal still asked that, so that's okay. I still asked. Oh, oh yeah, I'm like, are, are we, we married? married? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, my wife. Can you explain what's happening here? <laughs> See this? I'm just very blunt. Like I'm yeah. very blunt, and I just can't not be. Like you know what I mean? I don't know. And I, I guess we can exchange notes of what men learn and what women learn in the <laughs> dating thing. And as a man, what I've learned is like a woman will always bring it up if she loves you or wants a relationship. So it's like cool for a man to lay back and be chill. Really? That's so interesting. But you, or what, a woman I told the, the same? No, I thought Rebecca was about to say something. It just felt honestly like very very energetically like aligned and it felt I don't know like this really good mix of like I remember being like excited and a little butterfliesy for like each day but also he was such a gentleman and I felt very myself and oh, he really knew me because I like put so much out there like yeah. for most people it's like oh when do you introduce the guy to your online presence but, like he knows <laughs> it's all out there right so I don't know so, Brandon, what 
like what like what about your dynamic or about Rebecca made it like so that after three after like two or three dates you were sort of like I'm just gonna focus on this I just feel (laughs) we just really connected like our first date we talked about aliens and and, um, (laughs) my mom literally had a conversation with me she's like Rebecca I just really want you to not talk about being a witch or aliens or anything <laughs> on first dates. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like, basically the, my results changed, like my results amplified on Bumble when I said, I'm looking for a weird woman. <laughs> and, and basically I had, I remember I had character, like a certain amount of characters to choose from on Bumble. And I was like, wait, I either had to delete the thing about myself or delete the thing of what I'm looking for. So I kept the, kept what I'm looking for and didn't share anything about me. And that's when Rebecca showed up and <laughs> I got my weird woman. And <laughs> Wait, but tell them, you're about to tell them like why I'm so awesome, yeah. right? Yeah. You okay. You're <laughs> awesome because you're weird. Like we, oh, okay. we, uh, we align, we, we have that same weird type of, like we're just both woke, you know? And um, I just feel like we relate so much and we understand each other and um, just everything seems smooth and light and fun and it never felt really heavy. It was just like, you know, there was no heavy expectations. We were allowed to both go at our own pace and we were enjoying the moment instead of trying to force something to happen. totally you said the magic word for crystal no it wasn't the magic word for me it's the word that drove me crazy because when kobe and i got together always be like crazy why do you like me so much like why are you so like like why do you want like and he was just like it's just fun like it's fun (laughs) why all these questions what are the (laughs) deep things having fun having a good time what are you thinking i'm like nothing really yes yes I'm like, literally no thoughts. That's never happened to me. Like, oh my God, all the time. It drives me nuts. But you know. Happened already three times. It really is true. It's like most like guys want, I mean, everyone, I think women also want, like you want someone that you can have fun with. And I think when there's a relationship where it's like, it's just easy, you know, because it's like life is hard enough. Relationships are hard enough. Like things are going to come up. and so. Like you're so much better off when you're with someone where like the dynamic is easy. Yeah. You know, sometimes I meet people and they've been on two dates with someone and it's all, they're already fighting. And I'm just like, really? Like, why is, this is what you're like. You're making it so hard. And it used to drive me a little nuts. Cause I'm like, well, what if he's just like, it was fun. It was really fun. But the other thing that you said that I think is really worth like noting is like you saying that Rebecca was being weird and you guys were talking about aliens and stuff. And I think that, I mean, first of all, there's nothing that's more attractive than someone who can like be themselves and are like confident about it. Yeah. And so when you're willing to like let those things that you think that other people are not going to be interested in, it's like, if they're not interested, then like, maybe it's just not going to be a fit. But like, I can talk about things that Kobe doesn't know about or doesn't care about, but he either appreciates my enthusiasm or appreciates me enough that he's like, okay, like, tell me about that. Like on our first date, I definitely talked about like, <laughs> I remember talking about this book that I'd been reading, like some historical nonfiction that he could not have possibly had any interest in, but like, he was happy to hear me go on about it, you know, or for me to be like, to make a comment about something like astrology or something that he just isn't in his wheelhouse. 
But it's like when you can just be more yourself, someone can see like, do I like who this person actually is? A lot of people try to keep it hidden until they're in a relationship. And then you're like, I'm in a relationship with this stranger. That's another thing on our second date. You asked me about things and you were actually like, I want to hear more about your stories of your life. And I'm like, am I talking too much? Am I being self-absorbed? <laughs> but like you gave me, you allowed me to talk about all the weird stories I had. And then, um, and then the second date wasn't perfect. Cause like you were, I feeling, almost canceled. Yeah. So I was getting these really bad headaches and I almost canceled our second. Well, I did cancel our second date. And then it was the next weekend and I had a really bad headache again, but I was like, I'm like not willing to have this guy <laughs> like cut me off and think I'm just so flaky. So I'm just going to like, you know, want wow. to take some Advil and like do it. And so like, yeah, we like went out to dinner and then we came back and we like sat on the rooftop and like, it was really chill. Like we just like cuddled and looked at the sky and I was like, not all the way. Like, do you know what I mean? I was not on my A game, if you will. I was like a little yeah. sick. And it worked though. Yeah. He was really sweet. Yeah. You know, Brandon, you have a little bit of history with dating coaching, don't you? Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. I sort of want to hear like what your experience with that was and then how, like how it showed up for you when you were starting I mean, to date Rebecca, but also just in general, like with your. Yeah. So for me, dating was like the beginning of personal development. Like that was my gateway into personal development. And um, that started back when I was like 19 and got, I was in a toxic relationship, was a bad breakup. And um, I ended up on some dude's emails. So I don't even remember his name, but he was giving me date uh, tips on how to get your ex back. And I was still focused on that at first. And then it kind of was like the gateway of um, spirituality. Like I started listening to Wayne Dyer after that. And I started mm. my confidence. Um, so naturally, as a coach, I thought this is the first thing I need to teach because this is what brought me into it. Mm. So at first I was helping men, but I noticed women were interested in my work as well. And <laughs> started helping women as well. And so what, what was the question? <laughs> I don't remember what the original question was, but so I want to, you, you said that you were originally helping men because people say to me, they'll be like, well, why should I have to do anything? Like, why aren't men learning this stuff? And I'm just like, bitch, worry about yourself. Like, that's, <laughs> but like, do men like care about this stuff? Like, yes. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of, a lot of what men, what men deal with is that I see is like social anxiety and the fear of approaching women and the fear mm. of um, being rejected because like, that's kind of somehow we tie that into death. <laughs> like if I approach this attractive woman, I could die from this situation. <laughs> so a lot of that is building uh, men's confidence. So they can mm. go out and show a woman that he's interested and know what to do. Like from date one, date two, date three is like, okay, what exactly do I do? Where do I take her? So, um, <laughs> and how do I lead? I think a lot, I guess a lot of men are still thinking that they have to over pursue women that aren't interested or some of them are indecisive. It's like, I don't know, what do you want for dinner? You know, things like that. So mm. uh, a big thing for men to learn is how to stand tall powerfully as who they are and be confidently them without having to chase um, women who aren't interested and, and also make a decision for the date and not have her doing all the work. 
why is it like the cutest thing ever when I think about men like reading emails about like, this is what I should do now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's really funny because, you know, working with women, it's very rare that this is even something we talk about the men that are like over pursuing them because they don't even think about it too much. Like, you know, obviously if a guy is like acting really thirsty, it's a huge turnoff, but like women don't really pay that much attention to it. Like, unless he's like a little bit, like if it's overly aggressive and it's like a real issue, a lot of times they're just like, yeah, of course there's guys that are sometimes obsessed with me and like they just blow it off. (laughs) But like, yeah, it's interesting to think about it from the other perspective, but that makes sense because like Kobe has said before that, cause we met online, we met on an app and like you've said that you wouldn't have approached me if we were, but high quality guys who aren't, you know, there's always like that, like 3% of guys that literally will hit on anything. Everyone. But like, I find that like the people that are like really good in relationships and are loyal and have great character, they're not necessarily like so smooth in the first like five seconds of hitting on a stranger. Do you know what I mean? But like, not that I'm sure you would be if we (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, I think so often women, they get this skewed thing because they're only talking to like the tiny percentage of guys that talk to everyone. And so they're miss. It's like a misconnection. And those aren't the best quality men to date. (laughs) For someone, right. But like not for, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, yeah. No, I think you're right. A lot of times they, they maybe aren't the best because they are talking to everyone. They're super smooth because they're practicing all the time. So it's like, and so do another date after you. Or do you want to be like, you know, you always say like the duchess, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could definitely say for myself, I am, I would almost never approach a girl at a bar or a club or something like that. Every every Friday and Saturday night, hitting on the hottest looking girl and all of her right. friends, right? But like, like I'd much sooner material. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So there's like a bit of a disconnect. If you're only looking to find people at bars, and then you like, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is why this isn't working. A hundred percent. So. I feel like we've, we've like talked about, we talked about like sort of some of the traditional rules that like you guys really went against in a way that like it worked in your favor. Are there any, is there any like sort of traditional dating advice that you're like, we like, this is still solid or like, this is something we actually did follow. I, it took, we waited to have sex like a while until I was like very Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll I, edit that out. Like I, I personally know that I get attached to having sex with someone. It's like a big deal to me, and so like I'm fine making the first move, but it's not going to get like really physically serious unless I feel like super comfortable. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so you guys, so it was past when you already had said like we're committed to like we're in a relationship. Yeah. Cool. That's That's really cool. I like that. I think that I actually think that that's often really good advice not to, I think where people sort of perverted is where they're using it as like a bargaining chip and they're saying bargaining chip. It wasn't, it was just like, it was a little, I mean, 
I think like multiple weeks past us. Yeah. Signing. I, think, I think that's like a good indicator. Time. I think um, it's good to, you know, do whatever. I mean, you definitely want to do what you want and feels right to you. Totally. But I think a big indicator on, you know, how a guy is going to act is like when you do say no or like, or if you want to wait and then he's being forceful or trying to yeah, push, like I think that's a good indicator of where a guy's integrity is. Yeah. Totally. No, I wasn't saying you were doing that at all. I was, but I do think sometimes women will hear that and they're like, oh, I'm going to wait till he's my boyfriend, even though like I totally feel ready because yeah. he only wait if he actually wants to be with me. And he's like, actually, no, <laughs> I'm he's like, no, I'll wait seven days till I sleep with you and then I'll break up with you. Right. <laughs> I think that that's always the best barometer. It's just like, when does it really feel right for you like yeah. i think another mistake people make is like hope like oh let me just show him that the chemistry is real like let me just sh- show him and it's like i feel like women sometimes also underestimate what a guy is willing to do to sleep with them <laughs> like a guy will wait around a while to sleep with him. he's like i will have her and then i'll worry about the rest right She's like, oh no, I'll wait three months down the line. And right. It has to be me. when like you that. actually want to, when it feels like yeah. it's the right time. Yeah. So I, think- I feel like being intuitive and being able to reach each other's energy is good too. Like really being able to check in with yourself and where the real, not like relationship as in having a title, but where the actual relationship between the two people are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I could honestly go on all day, but I do. <laughs> I, wanna, I I am sort of curious a little bit about, because you, you did move in together. Like, how did that sort of transpire? Like, how did you move in? Because that's like a next phase in a relationship. Oh, yeah. So um, that that wasn't fully planned, it but wasn't. it was it was thought about. It was definitely thought about. So the, the topic first came up when we were in Tulum. Yeah. So, I mean, me and my roommate, like, and they broke up. <laughs> broke up, but it was like not working to live together. Mm-hmm. We to live closer, and we had just gone to Tulum together, and it was kind of like, should we move in together? Would this be like a good? So it wasn't. It was kind of like a convenience thing, but it was also like, how does this feel? Does yeah, this feel? and we 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 even we even checked online. Like, how do how do people usually? Yeah, we read a bunch <laughs> of articles. <laughs> To like move so <laughs> we knew if it was just going to be a convenience thing, yeah. we didn't want to do it. But right. uh, yeah, it was. Uh, there was definitely adjustment, and we were trying oh, yeah. things out, and, and we were. Yeah. But yeah, it, it kind of felt. It kind of felt like that moment was like this is a make or break to know if we're like a real fucking deal or not. Yeah, yeah. and it it felt. It felt like the next right step. Like, I don't know how else to describe it, but in my life, I, I've always had like a pretty clear knowing about things. And when I know something, it's right. And he's very intuitive too. And so I think when you have two people who are very connected to their intuition and like, you know, practiced at discerning between fear and ego and into it, it felt like the next right step for both. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting how like life events happen around the same time for yeah. both of us to learn. Yeah. So it's like, right. Yeah, you guys were really on the same page. Like, he's my person. Oh. <laughs> when, did you, when did you know that? The moving thing or the person thing? Person. The person thing. Oh. <laughs> hmm. 
probably day three, maybe wow. earlier. Really? Yeah. 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 Rebecca, yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I mean, I told you, I saw his first Facebook post and I felt like recognition. Like it was like a jolt and I was like, ooh, like I, I know this person, there's something familiar and interesting and sparky. Um, stages, right? Like I think yeah. I'm, I'm a little more jaded than you. So like, I, <laughs> like, this is my longest relationship is a year and a half and we've been together for a year. I've had quite a few like year ish relationships and I, I, I've had a lot of like 90 dates. So I think I was like, this all feels great. And like, <laughs> but it's about that. So I think I, I like, felt I mean, it continues to grow. Right. I, I feel like you're my person. I feel like you're my person. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, Rebecca totally didn't answer that question, but <laughs> it's okay. Oh, actually, wow. Wow. I mean, I was there, there were a lot of like very exciting moments. When did I know? No, I don't know. I, I, I think I wanted to know, but I think a lot of women don't feel safe totally knowing because, especially if you've been burned before. Do you know what I mean? And you, there's a bit of a, I feel like even recently like I felt my heart opening in a deeper level like I mean maybe this is TMI but like when we're intimate like I feel like my heart is like more open like I feel like it's kind of closed for a while it was open in that like I was like extroverted and whatever but like in that deep tender like I'm really opening up my heart to the point where like you could fucking destroy me like that kind of openness you know I would say definitely more openness to me too because I mean, it was 2017 where it just felt like everything like crumbled for in yeah. my life. So just like kind of transitioning into being in this whole new paradigm and this new life. And it's like, oh, I get to relax. I get to, yeah. you know, um, I, trust My heart people. was kind of closed. Yeah. For, for like, I mean, I think I was very business focused. I had, you know, really good, deep female friendships. But when it came to relationships with men, I wasn't like, it just felt like there was a bit of a block or something. And it was definitely open. But I think like knowing is so funny. I definitely think in Tulum, I definitely think, I mean, that third date was like so, so fun. And I mean, you know, I think I was very hopeful, but I didn't. I was scared to like know because I I don't know, you know. Yeah, totally. But I mean, I think that like the deepening and like the heart opening, I mean, yeah, I feel like that continues when like a like oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like that continues when a relationship is good. Like it keeps happening, like <laughs> without like TMI a little bit, but like I climaxed so hard the other night. I was like <laughs> Love you so much. <laughs> it was like very intense, and I mean, it it was beautiful. It was so <laughs> <laughs> um, but that really, I mean, what you're saying, it sort of goes like my theory is sort of that like men do often know and feel it like sooner than women do. Like for for, for men, I think that it's a little it's it seems like it's very visceral. Every man that I talk to who is in love and in a committed relationship with the woman they love, it's like, they're always like, yeah, I knew by like day three, day two, like, yeah. yeah. 
That's like a very consistent thing. And like Colby also yeah. knew way before. I mean, she met my family and all my friends on like date three, basically. Yeah. And they, I, they she never, came to my parents for the weekend. And he had never introduced anyone. And like when I was flying home, I wrote in my journal, I was like, I don't know if I'll ever see him again, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> my parents had never even heard about a girl I was dating. Yeah. See, that's great. I feel like, I feel like the ability to do that is very great. You know, and it speaks to someone who perhaps hasn't been super heartbroken before. Do you know what I mean? The ability to just be like, here's my whole friend circle. Here's my family. Here's my, like, do you know what I mean? I think sometimes like we all start out like that, but then we get kind of like, you know, we're, we're a little more guarded. I yeah. So I, think totally. it, I, I think it just depends though. With men. It's all that childish naivety. I mean, but actually I never would have thought I would be with someone who was like, hadn't had like serious relationships because I, I mean I dated a lot. Yeah. A lot, a you lot. know? <laughs> a lot. But I do think there's I mean there was definitely something to be said for his openness and like not yeah. having been heartbroken. Yeah. Sometimes it's scary because I'm like I could destroy you. <laughs> like, <laughs> um anything you guys want to add or ask? Okay. Um Anything we want to add or ask? Well, I just always think, like, what is it like from your perspective? Like, I don't know. My, I'm immediately interested in, in like, content and business. And what is it like to, have, to be dating someone who's a dating coach? Like, how does that feel? And what's that experience like for you? I think that was for you. Oh, that was... Yeah. Um, I, well... <laughs> I mean, luckily when we were dating, she wasn't a dating coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that worked. But she was always very inquisitive and <laughs> yeah. you can tell asking follow-up questions. <laughs> what and, was that? What'd you say? Well, you can tell you're passionate about it and you genuinely love love. You love hearing people's stories. <laughs> like it feels very authentic, you know. And I was always fairly quiet and like Brendan said, like, what are you thinking? Nothing. Like, leave me alone. I'm, <laughs> thinking, about, ask. <laughs> I'm thinking about like how I can use my power tools later. It has nothing to do with our, <laughs> with our conversation right now. <laughs> so, so I think that also probably frustrated her a lot in the beginning um, because I was fairly different than what she was used to or, you know, kind yeah. of expecting. I was very different. Um, which I guess worked in my favor at the end of the day. Right. Um, but I think in the beginning, it was definitely something that could have potentially hurt our chances in the right. beginning. You weren't my type. You um, wasn't my type. But also what was, what definitely worked in our favor was the fact that we did not live in the same place. Because if we were in a place where we were close enough to go on dates once a week, multiple times a week, then it would have been like, oh, let's go on a date. Let's go have dinner, go bowling, watch a movie, stuff like that where we don't have to talk that much. And then I would have been in my safe space. Yeah. Um, whereas we were not living in the same place and we would have to FaceTime and talk on the phone. Wow. And I mean, we talked for over three hours a day, easy, like on a slow day. And for me to find three hours to speak, and I wasn't just sitting on the phone listening to her the whole time. I also had to interact. So for me to be able to have three over three hours of conversations a day with the same person <laughs> is like insane for me. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was also good. It's kind of took me out of my safe, sp safe place and like out of my comfort zone. And then I was forced to kind of, yeah, adapt to her way of thinking a little bit. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. um, which I think definitely helped us. Where I think if we were in the same, like if I had been in New York at the time, I don't think it necessarily would have worked out. She would have been like, who is this dumbass who just want, <laughs> who's like, what's happening? Um, then I was able to fool her over FaceTime and phone calls. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. Love that. Well, here's my question, because you guys are both very big on content, coaching around content and stuff. How do you think that, first of all, being with someone who does a similar thing and also just being in a new relationship, like what's the, like, what's been the like impact of that, I guess? Hmm. I would say like we're, since we're both coaches, we're able to kind of tune in to each other's energy and point what may feel off or, you know, help each other course correct. Um, for me, I, I feel like the benefit of the relationship is you're really good at helping me bundle my brilliance, <laughs> like put things into words. Like sometimes we don't see our own gifts or we don't value it as much because it's so normalized with us. Um, so you really help point out, like, you should definitely put this in your marketing and your offers. And she's really helped me create programs too where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll focus on this thing. And that's been really helpful. And I think I, I remember just seeing your first, the first launch that you did when we were dating each other. It just inspired me to put more love and just like so much more work into the launches I was doing. It put mm. me a new perspective. I love that. I mean, we, my, my thought is slightly different. We like, promised each other i think on our first date we would never trash each other online oh yeah <laughs> and that we would never get in the way of each other's expression which for the most yeah. part i mean he is way more i mean i'm out there but he will he he's like a comedian and out there do you know what i'm saying and so there have definitely been times where i'm like oh what did he just say and i'm like i'm not you know what i mean like it's not i don't want to censor my partner's creativity <laughs> Then there'll be times where you don't want to post something. Like, no, post it. Yeah, I'm way more like, well, I don't know about this. Should I delete it? He's like, no. And like, he's much, he's helped me with my, like, I can be a little obsessive over my content sometimes, even though I teach people not to be, like, let's be real. And so I think he helps me just like trust myself and be a little bolder. Um, And he's also really good at like noticing like the nuances of my energy and how, when I'm getting off, like, and he notices it before I do. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's when I'm really in my flow zone, and then there's when I'm really not. And he's good at, like, you know, pointing those out and helping me shift. So it's been yeah. more time in it. Yeah. Kobe was squeezing me because I think that, you know, I think he like feels a sort of similar thing. Like, I think that men's conditioning is a little bit different around this. We're like, when I when I say something, I'm like, oh, this is too bitchy. And he's like, post it. I love it. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. What's that show? That's why, that's why I got kicked out of the group. Because I, I... Yeah, he was like egging me on. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's nice. They're, it's like a bold... It's less, I mean, I guess it's a little bit less concerned about what people are thinking. Well, I noticed a difference um, between the dynamics between us. Like... If you post something that's that may be considered bitchy or whatever, yeah. you might have someone private messaging you like, "That's kind of mean, girl. Don't do that, yeah. Rebecca." Mm-hmm. But me, no one really, no one really checks me or tries to put me in my place. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, okay, so where can people find you? 
Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we both have groups. Um, oh, I have a group. I I hang out in. Who the fuck is Brandon Marshall? That's the name. <laughs> 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 okay. I've seen the name. I've never heard anyone say it out loud. So <laughs> very um, intuitive with his marketing, but he has an amazing guide that you guys should all check out, which is basically like turning like the typical people you meet online into these like um, uh, archetypes, maybe. Yeah, or like characters, and so it's it's fucking hilarious. You all need to download it. It's a good okay. about And then you can find me on Facebook or the Pursuit of You're famous on Instagram too. I'm a of. little. I'm You're not sort of Instagram. famous. She she has My a swipe up feature there. <laughs> I know. I've known I've seen your Instagram grow. I really like it. I like it. I I like your stories. I have I mean, yeah, I've had you on first for ages. Oh yeah. I'm at the contact queen on Instagram. So well, this was super fun. Thank you guys so much. I had the best time. <laughs> it was a lot right. of fun. Okay, signing off. <laughs> Bye guys. All right, ladies. So I know some of you listening must be wondering how you can work with me in a deeper way. So I'm super excited to share a couple of the ways that you can work with me. So my signature program is called Magnetize Your Match. It is currently opened up two times a year, planning on opening it up this summer, summer of 2019. So if you are interested in that, please be sure to get on the wait list so you can be among the first to hear. This is my signature program. I go through everything you need to upgrade your love blueprint, rewire your brain for love, and also my entire manifesting process for calling in the love of your life. It also includes group coaching with me. It's just an overall amazing, amazing program. I also offer one-on-one coaching for women who are really successful in every area of their life but haven't figured out the love and relationship part yet. So if that sounds like you, please apply to work with me one-on-one. This is my in-depth, most high-touch way of working with people, and it'll absolutely change everything about your life. I also have created something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you about. It is called Wired for Love. This is a low-cost, high-value offer that I have created for my listeners, for the women in my community who know that they need to rewire their brains to manifest love. So maybe you've been trying to manifest love for a while and something isn't working. You find yourself in the same patterns or attracted to the same types of guys, and you're just ready for something to shift. This is for you. I love this membership that I have created. It includes a brand new program that I've created only accessed through this program. It's called Wired for Love. It's going to include workshops and exercises and journaling prompts and visualizations and meditations so that you can truly rewire your brain and call on the love that you want. It is an ongoing membership. It's also going to include live Q&A every single month as well as additional trainings based on what you need. So it's a brand new offer. I'm super, super excited about it. Honestly, every single one of you who listens to the podcast and is ready to take this work deeper to upgrade your love life in a more significant way and to finally have a little bit more actual access to me, this is the program for you. This is the perfect place to start. So like I said, it's a brand new thing. It's launching right now and you'd be very smart to get in at the founding member rate. 
This is only going to last for a very short time. So if this is something that you want to do, if you're serious about calling in love and about the personal development and the shifts that you need to make, then get in. I will make sure to include a link with the show notes. I am so grateful for all of my listeners. I love creating this content. I love this podcast. And there's nothing I want more than for more women to have happy, healthy, loving relationships with the man of their dreams. Now, I have a small favor to ask. If you have been listening and enjoying the podcast, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It helps so much. It is the only way that we are going to get this content into the hands and ears of the women that really want it and need it. So if you have been listening for a while and you're absolutely loving the podcast, leave us a rating and review. It means absolutely everything to us. Thanks so much and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast. 